Hello, Marvelites. This is Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, Executive Editorial Director for Marvel's Digital Media Group. This is another episode of This Week in Marvel, and I am joined by... Pierre Leroux, producer at Ubisoft. And joined by... Dan Vargas, Art Director at uh, Ubisoft for Marvel Avengers. Yes, so we're here to talk about Avengers Battle for Earth, which is on Xbox 360 with Kinect and Wii U. Guys, give the fans a little bit of a background on the game and how the project came about. Okay, uh, we've been working on fighting games before here at Ubisoft, and Ubisoft and Marvel were talking together about doing motion fighting game. And we decided to do this game last year, and we've been working uh, on, it, on it since then. So the idea was pretty much to create the very first motion fighting game with Marvel characters. We had a team that were working on fighting games before as well, so we sync up everyone, and we built that game. It's pretty much the... The story. When did the talks first start? Was that last year or two years ago or 2010, 11? Oh, yeah, I think it was uh, almost two years ago, yeah. Wow. And so the game has taken about a year to develop? What's the kind of time frame? Because a lot of our listeners are coming in from various places. Not everybody is as hardcore of a gamer, but I think this game really does hit a very broad area of fans because mm-hmm. it's very accessible. If you consider all the aspects of the game, it's a little bit more than one year because we were thinking about the design before. Mm-hmm. We were working actually with Marvel. So let's say one and a half year, 18 months. Cool. What were the first characters that were solidified for the game? Oh. <laughs> That's a good question. Yeah, it was Wolverine and Magneto. Why them? I mean, it's an Avengers game. Was it, how did that... That's- that's that's a fair question. It, originally, we we were working on a fighting game, Marvel fighting game, and it's the very very first prototype was done with those guys. Okay. And after that, we've been we've we had the mandate to work on an Avengers game, so we kept those two guys in the game. That's why they are there. Actually, it was good because on the the storyline is also the one of Secret Invasion, and in Secret Invasion, all the heroes and villains of the planet are invaded by actually bodies snatched by the scrolls, right? So it's, it was not a problem to keep them. Also, Wolverine was a good thing to start with because our original concept for fighting before we were talking to Marvel was actually distance fighting. So it was, we asked players to do motion uh, motions in front of, the, of, of Kinect and then the action acts up on screen. And to do that, the distance helps a little bit because you don't touch when you're fighting in Kinect. You just behave in front of the screen. So... Fighting in close contact in the game would have greater disconnection between the player and the action. So we wanted to keep that distance. So starting with Wolverine was a good thing because we wanted to have him in the game and we wanted to and we it was tricky because he has contact actions usually in games or in the movie. He doesn't you know launch magic tricks or doesn't doesn't even crack the ground like or do a hug smash like hug does. So it was more difficult for him to to be included in the game. And beginning with that guy made us we had more time to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And he's actually one of our strongest one I think in that game at the moment. That's cool. And you guys are both big Wolverine nerds. Yeah, I remember using my first intro to competition. We made it cool. Uncanny X Men two thirteen. I was like him and Sabretooth going at it on the cover, and I was like, okay, I'm in. And Wolfie fans since then. Yeah. I think that's important for the, the Marvel fans to realize is that, you know, we're you guys are Ubisoft and you are a different company and you're licensing, you know, Marvel characters and everything, but you come to this with 
you know, just as much passion, just as much interest, and just as much knowledge of our characters and, and everything as we do. <laughs> no, I, maybe not as much knowledge. Yeah, he, sure. Dan is definitely the big fan. Uh -huh. On my side, I'm from Europe, as you can hear. With my <laughs> really? What? Uh, yeah. And, I, and I heard Brooklyn. Yeah, and I, I, I'm a fan of Marvel, but I'm also a big fan of European comics as well. Uh -huh. and, like, or, like Asterix. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And those ones are a little bit more known mm -hmm. originally, so I'm, I know a little bit less than Dan, who is from North America. So it's, But it's also good because having someone I think having a team that is expert on the game side and also have a different background helps creating new experiences for the players. I really think that, and it's you can expand that to other game genres like survival horror. I hated like survival horror games when I was uh, was a child, and or even even older. And the first game game I was doing I've done was a survival horror game because I I, I definitely wanted them to be different. So and, and it, it worked well. That's a cool tactic. Like I don't like this. I'm gonna make it better. Yeah. You know, go in there and try and change it. That's cool. So, what is the background for you guys for the team in terms of other games you've worked for and and, and what you bring to this? Mm. Okay, on my side, I I wasn't on the original team that was working on the fighting games with Ubisoft. Before that, I was on Assassin's Creed. But before that, at the previous company we're at, Next Level Games, I had a, I was lucky enough to work on Spider-Man, Friend or Foe for the Wii U and 360. And I was there for uh, the same company we did the uh, pre-production for Captain America Super Soldier. Okay. So I've been pretty lucky to have to get to work on a bunch of Marvel projects. Yeah, yeah. Super Soldier is an underrated game. Yeah. Uh, I, I it had didn't a lot get of fun the love that I thought it would get. Yeah, it's you know it's a good solid eight to ten hours of yeah. fun, and it's it's cool because it's set in the cinematic universe. And mm -hmm. it's, you know it's, that game didn't get enough attention. But anyway. But anyways, yeah. So that's, those are a couple of the games that I worked on coming in onto this project. Mm -hmm. And I worked a few years at EA as well, working on sports games and stuff like that. Cool. For me, as soon as I heard, hey, there might be this Marvel pro I mean, <laughs> so, you know. Oh, very lucky to have him in the studio. <laughs> and Pierre, where were you, what, what games were you working on before? So I've been working on Obscure, it's a survival horror games that was mostly released in, North, uh, in uh, Europe. I've been working on Alone in the Dark and a little bit on I Am Alive. Some kids title as well. Uh, I've done a DS game uh, name, uh, which name is 16 and Power Hub Heroes before. Cool. Awesome. Does the team move from game to game? Because we had Dan and I, we had talked earlier about you really want to be able to move with a, with your team and with a team you like and, and yeah. know and have worked with before. Is that something that normally happens in video games where just like, hey, one guy will come in and, you know, ten people. How does that work? Because I don't really know. That's a good question because it's a very organic thing. I think it happens. It's part of it is timing. Mm -hmm. Part of it is a big part of it is timing. Who's available when? But uh, you know, ideally, I think in Pierre's case, he's, he wants. He's basically trying to put together the best team possible, the sure. best fit, and whatnot. And it's easier with a smaller team, you know, like what we had, uh, and especially small when you're concentrating just on your core guys. Yeah, and the core team is definitely something that Ubisoft uh, consider as uh, gems. So when they have, when we have a core team working together, fine, they, they try to keep that team project after project. And we also, some people like to change, have some different experiences. So mm -hmm. depending on, your, on what you like, you may stay with the team for like five projects in a row, or you might want to have to work like on two titles per year or five titles per year, depending on your skill set, and you'll be able to have an incredible list of 
games you have been worked on in in your career. So it depends. Yeah, just yeah. listening to the two of you talk about all the stuff. You know, you you go from survival horror to kids games to fighting games. I think that's great. And you yeah. sports games and then the Marvel games. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. And that's a real important too. Like diversity of experience brings a lot to a team for sure. It really helps. Yeah, we talked about some of this stuff on the video, but for the this weekend Marvel listeners. What are your roles on the project, and you know how does that fit into the whole you know spectrum of, of the team? Okay, so on my side, on the producer side, usually producer are, producers are at the very beginning until the very, very end. When uh, we have an idea, when we it, it really depends on the kind of the all, all productions are different. Mm -hmm. Example of like this one, we pitched a concept and. They, it's well received, and then we got in contact with Marvel, and then we begin the discussions. At the same time, we figure out how to build a core team, and once it's on, it's the very beginning of the project. Once you have your core team, you can say, okay, we can start. Mm -hmm. And then begins the pre-production, so prototyping. And then when everyone is happy with the prototypes, and we have a, what we call a vertical slice, which means you have a piece of experience that is very like the ones you can buy, mm -hmm. but just for like two couches. Once you have that, that you enter the production and you have like 60% joining us or more. It depends on the project. For us, it was more about 80 total. Right. Yeah. As an art director, my role is early on when, when the game concept is being created, I want to be part of that process and know what the core game is and start to figure out what the visuals will be and what, how the visuals will best serve the game experience. So right from like well, ideally right at the, the birth of the ideas to, to when it gets hammered out and coming out of that you know that pre-production with a solid not only game but solid visuals to support that that's the biggest part of the role. After that, it's it's a matter of watching the the production happen, making sure that all the assets are in line with the high level goals for the mm -hmm. particular again for the visuals for each um, different aspect for whether it's character models, environments, effects. I worked really closely with the animators as well because in, in this case the animation really really brought a lot and and the effects too. Actually everything uh, everything all worked together so good. So yeah. but yeah, in particularly animation and effects was key in this game. Yeah. You know we really wanted to deliver that superhero experience and that's where we were kind of getting the most feeling and whatnot. Yeah, the characters definitely look and feel like what we envision these char our characters mm -hmm. to, to move like and everything like that. At what point did the Secret Invasion storyline become part of the equation? Like, mm. how did, and how did that get brought up? Shortly after I... Yeah, that, that had the idea. I joined the project a little bit slightly after the pre-production. Uh-huh. Uh, well, sorry, slightly after the initial talk. So when I came on board, we just figured out we're doing Marvel now. And I basically just, when I jumped on board, I said, okay, it's a fighting game. Look through the list of crossover stories that I could possibly use as premise. You know, uh, Civil War was kind of taken already. Uh, Secret War is kind of, mm, maybe not. Infinity, uh, Infinity Gauntlet didn't quite fit. Came across Secret Invasion, and I just thought it was, hey, it was perfect premise to have a chance to see Captain America fighting Iron Man or himself, the yeah. scroll version of himself. And it fit right in for the, for the core game experience. We wanted specific characters in the game, mm -hmm. yeah. and uh, we found, like, we worked on finding the proper storyline for fitting the ones we wanted instead yeah. of the opposite, like finding the storyline and then First, just, just yeah. work on those characters. So, again, yet another another kind of portion is that the screen made being the crossover stories, I mean, they touch everything, right? So, they touch this is the Spider Man Secret Invasion, the X Men Secret Invasion. 
and the, the main the main core line. So it was it worked out really well. It guided a lot of our decisions. Yeah. And trying to focus on the comics and trying to make it true to the actual the, the main series, the Secret Lineals uh, series. Yeah. That was uh, that was really helpful. Yeah, I mean Lineal you Francis Uzard is really it's very striking and very mm-hmm. cool and lends itself well to being adapted into video games. Yeah, it does. How did uh, Peter David come on to do dialogue and some of the extra stuff for the game? Well, I think we Pierre, we were having discussions with Marvel about uh, how, how to go about this and uh, who can help us with creating all of the dialogue that was needed, for example, the voiceovers. Because we, as much knowledge that we have, we still didn't know all the nuances of each character. Mm-hmm. And, well, and so Marvel said, yeah, we got a guy for you. Um, yeah, Peter's written every single <laughs> character ever. What yeah. I love in the game is depending on the... We have 20 characters, right? So we can create a, very, a wide range of different duos. And depending on the duo you have, when you swap, yeah. you tag, you tag, you change the character in play, it says something different. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, if you have a Magneto and a Scarlet Witch, they're going to yes. talk to each other as father and yeah. daughter. So, so it's when you switch out Scarlet Witch, instead of saying Magneto, she says father. And then she, he switches in. Yeah, just little touches like yeah. that. It just makes, it just, it does something for the fans. It's, 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 That's it's, awesome. It's cool. For yeah, me. no, it's cool. At what point did the Wii U version become a, a possibility? Like, when? When? Yeah, yeah. Like, how did? How did from, all that I, from the moment the top management of Ubisoft uh, decided to do that game, we were on board for the Wii U right away. That just like that, you knew that yeah, you had. To... You know who did the first motion fighting console ever? So it's Nintendo. Nintendo, right? So that that was a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. We needed to to do that on the Wii U, as well as on the Kinect. What do you guys see as you know? How how is it different on the Wii U versus for the Xbox 360? Because I think the Wii U probably by the time we put this out still won't even be out. People are going to be curious as to to what is going to be different and you know graphics versus gameplay and stuff like that. And I think it's yeah. important to to let them know. On the graphics side, they're almost the same visually. Yeah. The the quality is it's really actually hard to tell switching from one screen to another. Yeah. So graphically, it's equal in terms of the overall gaming experience. It's about equal. I, the only real difference that I can see is just control, how you control the characters. Mm-hmm. The menu is slightly different as well because on the yes, on, the, on, 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 on Kinect yeah. you can use either your body to select options or you can talk or you can use the pad. So on the Wii U you can either select with the Wii remote or you can tab. You can just press the icons on the gamepad. Mm-hmm. So we had to reinvent the the menus and the UI for the for the Wii U. It's more as the input is different, the UI head of display and and the menus are different. Do you guys have particular preference of what version you like to play? Like if you were just relaxing, like I just need to play a little bit. Mm-hmm. What would you play? Uh, yeah, it, it really depends. Well, you said relaxing, so I would pick up a game. Yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. this one. There's something yeah. to, to change your brain, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The Kinect just lends itself really well as, a, as almost like a party kind sure. of game, or with you know when you've got like you know kids and. Oh, you want to work out? And you want to get a bit of sweat on? Yeah, we were all like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving around. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that said, I, I, I don't know. I, I might be inclined to go with the Wii U myself. Yeah, I think if you want to focus on the tactics and you want to play sat down, uh, you you grab the gamepad and you just do your tactics with your just the finger of. Yeah, I, re- screen, I was right? surprised by how much I liked playing it on the yeah. gamepad <laughs> and like, you know, quickly moving around, dodging. Oh, I'm going to do this attack. Yeah. I can see what. 
there's just something fun and visceral about that. But still, like having someone next to you, you know, raising their arms a, and, yeah. and like try you you can like kick them or something. Yeah. It's funny. And something we wanted to do for for this game is bring make uh, it's like positive gaming you, you bring people together in front of the screen we don't want people to play it just alone mm-hmm. in some Wii games some families you can see the kids playing alone and the parents don't understand or they, and they don't want to move that way and with the Wii you, you can have your kid play that game and you can play sat down with because you don't want to play uh, as actively as your kid for instance mm-hmm. so yeah, in that context, the Wii U is definitely a great, a, a different experience from the Kinect. Kinect is much more about party games. You can play f- f- four person in a tournament uh, on the on the Kinect, two person at the same time in front of the camera, which is kind of different. So yeah, that was fun. We yeah. did that earlier, the three of us in the tournament. You know, yeah. that was cool. Who won that tournament, by the way? Charles, lead game designer. No. Always. Figures. He no mercy on me in that <laughs> final round. He destroyed me. He sure did not win. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. So there's also plenty of cool uh, Marvel's The Avengers content. So from the movie, talk a little bit about that because our fans are hardcore fans of the, the movie. As, as are we. It, Especially after we watched the movie, we're just, it, it just wanted us to put more and more Avengers movie stuff in there. So yeah, definitely the, one of the big, big things is the movie costumes. We have a really good interpretation of the movie costumes inside the game. And not only that, but with, with certain... Well, with the Hulk, the movie Hulk, you get to do the really his really cool ultra that relates almost exactly yeah. as yeah, that was tooled Loki. So that, uh, if, uh, if you watch the movie and you... You enjoyed Loki being like smacked down on the ground that much. Yeah, in that game you can experience that, but with twenty different other Marvel characters. So if yeah. you want Venom to be smacked down on the ground, <laughs> you can do it if you want. So that's really uh, yeah, a really nice experience. Yeah. yeah, very cool. Awesome, guys. Thank you for this. If you want to just give a quick round of when and where they can, you know, what they can pick up. So like when the game's so the, out. The Connect Marvel Avengers Battle for Earth Connect coming in no. End of October. October. Yeah, it's end of October in North America. Yes. With you a little bit later. A little bit later. That sounds just (laughs) perfect. Guys, thank you for this. Listen to This Week in Marvel every week. We'll be back with another episode real soon. This is Marvel, your universe.